Hello everyone. Welcome to Conversations with Dami. This is Dami Balogun. Now on this podcast, nothing's off limits. And I guess we are being offered an opportunity to challenge what underpins society as we know it. This ranges from culture to food, entertainment, government, education, and we'll get to explore a range of topics. I think you might have some good fun listening and learning a few things. How about that? So good morning and afternoon for those who are in the afternoon, I guess, at this yeah. time. But I guess most of you watch back anyway, don't yeah. you? So hello to everybody. Hello. Yeah. And I'm feeling good. Good. That's your question. I'm feeling good about today, yeah. yeah. I think it's a good topic we get to talk about today that would impact us going forward. And today's the penultimate session, it isn't is, it? It is, it is, yes. Yes, yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the, the, the last four or five sessions have been useful and mm-hmm. then tomorrow, uh, next week will be the final one. And mm-hmm. hopefully we're on course to have a fulfilling year ahead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, really excited. <laughs> so um, today we are joined by Pastor Dami Balogo. I'm going to always reintroduce him just in case, you know, some of you are just starting from him. So he's a pastor of one of the leading churches, I'd say, in the UK, leading movements. I would even, it's more than a church. Um, and he's a senior pastor of the Nation Family. And he's also the senior pastor of the Power Base family, which is one of the, you know, I'll call it satellite groups of the nation family. And he directly looks after and mentors um, 50 of us in business and um, career and, you know, just becoming someone of relevance, hint, at today's topic. Mm-hmm. And um, he's also the youngest engineer in the history of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, he, youngest chartered engineer. Yes, youngest chartered engineer in the history of the UK. Yeah. And um, he was chartered at the age of 24, mm-hmm. which beats the record by three years, which is really impressive. Um, he's had a 12-year-long career in the electrical engineering industry in the UK and has built and designed some of the largest transport systems here in the UK. And he's problem-solved to the capacity where he's saved the UK government £3.2 million every single year, which is really, really impressive. So he has a lot to teach you about life and career in general. He is now retired as well at the age of 31, <laughs> which is <laughs> which has been an amazing journey for him. So there's a lot to learn. He's also been my personal mentor. And um, because of him, we have the Power Base Foundation and we have Nakatech Academy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this series is just for you to basically buy 12 years of work and knowledge for free in, and to get that knowledge in an hour. All the best of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is the fifth episode that we've done. Is that right? Yes. No way. It doesn't Five weeks. feel like it. It feels like we just started yesterday. Yeah, So, yeah. you know, we, the first week we um, dealt with the art of fighting as the underdog. I like that. I love that one. Mm-hmm. And then second week we looked at mastery and competence. Okay. I also like that. I think that was the one we spoke about how actually you could... You could go to school and get all the technical knowledge, but if you're yeah. able to get relationship unlock, you're able to leverage on that, you, you make sure master. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I like that too. And then we looked at value and productivity oh, on yes. the third week. Okay. Yes. And okay. then we then looked at the price for impact last week. Oh, yeah. That one was very interesting. Yes. And this week, drum roll, uh-huh. we are speaking about... The fight for relevance. The fight for relevance. Yes, okay. the fight for relevance. So Brilliant. what does it mean to be relevant in today's um, day and age? Hmm. And it's it's really interesting, I guess, because when you say relevance for me, I'm a young person, very young in comparison to yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, for <laughs> us, it's all about, you know, 
social media and you think maybe relevance is connected to the amount of followers you have on social media yeah. or the amount of um, people that follow the work that you do or your popularity. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a London slang and it's clout. Yeah. So it's linked to your clout and mm-hmm. how popular you are and how much people know you. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued to see what, you want to, um, what you're going to discuss today in terms of relevance. Mm-hmm. But as I always do, I got some definitions. Okay, thank you. First to look into what relevance um, means mm-hmm. and one of the definitions says relevance is practical and especially social applicability okay so practical and especially social applicability i.e being able to be applied yeah. either practically or mm-hmm. socially yeah. that's what it means to be relevant okay yes. thank you for that and then another one says the ability as of an information retrieval system mm-hmm. to retrieve material that satisfies the need of the user. Okay. So that's a bit more of a technical definition. Yeah, so that, that you could receive a lot of information, yeah. but what makes information relevant is that it is specific to what the user wants. Yes. Okay, thank you. And then the final definition I have says yeah. the condition of being relevant or connected with the matter at hand. Oh, okay, all right, yes. I like that. Yeah, okay. so it speaks about, you know, literally being connected to what's going on her time yeah so one of the questions i have for you so you know speaking about relevance we've just defined relevance mm-hmm. what is relevance to you and how have you fought for relevance okay so i believe this is a, a very important topic for the nakatech students specifically and i know that many people are watching these podcasts all the way to you know from the east in india right through to the us in the west and canada so i am aware that Many of you are tuning in and listening, but this series specifically deals with raising Africa's tech giants. And when we think about relevance, I want you to weave a thread through all the topics that have been discussed so far. Okay, so what we've got at the start is the art of fighting as an underdog, right? And that is the, the fact that if you're going to be a tech giant, you have to fight the existing giants, so to speak. And then by the time you think of that, then you're going to mastery and competence, is then teaching you how to understand that it's not just your your education it's your training mm-hmm. yeah uh, education is just information download training is making you relevant actually by showing you how to apply your problem solving your apply the information you know to problem solving okay then there's value and productivity which is spending time to build yourself and then once you've built yourself to be valuable and productive then you've got to pay a price to make yourself impactful. And that's, that's the thread that we've spoken about so far, the previous four epi- or five episodes. Then we're speaking about today. It's so well and good you being valuable. It's so well and good you being productive. Well done for having an impact. Well done for overcoming the existing giant and fighting as an underdog. But then there is the question of making you relevant. You know, there are so many examples of when people have done those four things, they fought the giants, they've become valuable, they've become productive, they've made an impact. But then 10 years down the line, they're no more. Mm. Why is that? It's because there is another stage to this fight and that is being relevant. So when, when you ask me, what does it look like to be, or what was your question, what, what have I done? Yes, how have you fought to be relevant? Have I fought to be relevant? It, it, there is a journey I will then talk through within my short lifespan, pretty much. And it's one of, I've always been the guy that, that was very studious, very academic. I love my books. Um, anyone who knows me, I would rather spend time in my own corner in my room just studying 
and just getting my mind um, exercised. That's what I prefer. And all through my life, I was building what would eventually turn out to be just a career in the engineering space. And the most I ever imagined I was ever going to do is to reach the some sort of ladder professionally. And that was it. But I had to grow to adapt when the requirement came for me to go beyond just engineering and myself to begin to impact the lives around me, i.e. when the call came for me to become a pastor. So that there made me change. What you've got to remember with, with my journey, as I've said over the weeks, is I was never really churched like that. I would go to church, but trust me, my mind was blocked. I was not about it. And I think one of the young, young guys asked me a specific question about this. Um, I was never really church, so I had to then mold myself into a new shape, okay? And the shape is you're studious, you're very academic, all you've been about is yourself. Now can you put your life down and adapt to those who are around you, who you've been called to help and lead? Mm. The, most of these people, most of these people are young kids who unfortunately have been involved in, say, gang life. Mm. All right? So some of you might not know this, but for the past five years or so, I've been in, involved in a transformative work um, to help young people who've come from disadvantaged backgrounds, especially in this inner city London. Mm. So you have a lot of young kids who've been involved in violent gangs. And how would you expect an engineer, academic, studious in physics, further maths, all this stuff, how can you get a guy like that to be standing on the stage in front of 2,000 people, holding a microphone and rapping? Mm. <laughs> and that's what I had to do. I had to fight to stay relevant. Mm. And what that involved was I, was I had to have the capacity to drop what I've always been mm. to pick up who I ought to be. Okay? So if I could summarize that, for those who are watching, the fight for relevance is your capacity to let go of what you've always been to pick up what you ought to be per time. Those who would say, oh no, I am just like this. I'm just this rigid person. The, the moment you begin to box yourself too early, and I, I always tell you about this, you specifically as well, <laughs> where I, I always say to you, don't say, this is how I am. This is how I've always been. You, you are limiting yourself straight away. You know, you have to learn to adopt that, that uh, character of almost like a chameleon. Where you, where you have to adapt to your environment, okay? So I, the way I've had to fight is I've had to learn how to drop that engineering person to pick up the person that I had to be to change the lives that unfortunately have been damaged by knife crime, gun crime in London. And we've been successful to do that over the last five years, you know? At some point we were taking, you know, violent um, people off the streets, taking weapons off the streets, and that was me, you know, and, and here I am today, sat, talking to you about technology and the next level of tech in Africa, mm -hmm. you know, that's the degree to which I'm being able to adapt and that's what would make me relevant going forward. Mm -hmm. I will stop being relevant if I simply adopt one physical shape and say that's who I am and that's it. So you would say, you've based, to summarise what you've said, mm -hmm. relevance is adaptability. Yes. It's your willingness to adapt and change form and kind of be formless, actually. Yes. 
And um, before I go on to my next question, I want to touch on something that you always discuss with us. Okay. And you use a water bottle as an analogy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and you say you're meant to be like this water in the bottle, but it can be poured into any vessel. So it can be poured into a tall cup, a short cup. It can be poured into another bottle. It can be poured into any sort of container because it's fluid. It's formless. It doesn't have any form. Thank you. I, that, thank you for, for prompting me with that. So, I mean, there is a advantage now for those who can watch me physically for those who are watching or listening on the podcast i will do my best to explain this uh, so here's my test of my, my training <laughs> skills but you know if if you imagine you are thirsty right you are thirsty and what would solve your problem is drinking water so i always teach the people around me you know relevance is your ability to stay water is your ability to quench the thirst okay now if i put water in this glass cup okay and I compare that water with this water in this bottle that's on my right hand here, as you can see on this camera, all right? The fact is, water takes the shape of the vessel it is put in, but it doesn't change the taste of water. Water tastes the same, but the key thing is that it takes the shape of the vessel it is put in, and the same has to be said of each of us. If we're going to stay relevant, all right? We must understand that we have a value to offer as human beings, You've been taught how to fire as an underdog. You've been taught how to pay the price for impact. But then you now have to learn how to take the shape of each vessel per time. Mm -hmm. So there will come a time in humanity when people, what they wanted is they wanted phones that can speak remotely. Okay? Then you had these keypad telephones. Mm -hmm. All right? Then you had the likes of Nokia. Mm -hmm. Nokia stepped into the scene. Nokia solved that problem. Anybody remembers Nokia 3310? Yeah. I, I think this will show my age difference, to be honest. <laughs> but before touchscreen phones, for those who may not know, we used to have keypad phones. And those phones solved the problem at the time. Okay? Nokia did. But then, Sony Ericsson, they began to have questions like, how can we make this not just a touchpad? Make it a touchscreen. And, you know, and other manufacturers tried to make this, but Apple was the one that inevitably was able to win that race. Okay, what we've got now today, unfortunately, is that Nokia has been pushed out of the telephone market pretty much. Why? Because they were not able to take a different shape. Mm. And, and when, when, touch, when the idea of touchscreen was being introduced, most of the market did not conceive it. Mm. All right? They were not able to conceive the idea the same way Steve Jobs introduced to us the iPad. Mm. At the time, what does that mean? All I needed was my phone, but mm. he was already thinking ahead, he was already spotting the fact that society as we know it today actually requires people to have their life in one thing. Mm -hmm. When you have Facebook in one place, you've got Instagram in one place, you've got MySpace in one place, he was already thinking ahead, okay, in order for me to be relevant, I need to be able to change my form, but keep, but keep mm -hmm. who I am, mm -hmm. all right? And that's, that was the analogy I believe you, you highlighted. Yes, yes it was. And I think I was reading something earlier on this week that uh -huh. the um, person who introduced the um, the touchscreen phone, I mm. believe it was um, Jobs, right? With I, Apple. Well, I, it was Apple, I believe, that pushed it forward. Yeah. But I think there was a race for it. It, really? was, it wasn't just Apple that, yeah. that discovered it. There was a race for it. But Apple beat right. everyone else, yeah? Yeah, but they actually said it was impossible. And he said, the quote said, it was something he just conceived in his mind. Mm. And he had to figure out a way to make um, to make it possible. Mm. So I thought that was interesting because I was reading that earlier this week. Yeah. So um, you said being able to be 
being relevant is being able to adapt and change your form and you know keep up with the times almost so in an ever-changing world you know mm. we're called the microwave generation yeah and things change every single day technology changes the my phone is always updating mm -hmm. and the interface is completely different new yeah. apps new everything so in an ever-changing world how does someone remain relevant i think the key thing is to always know who you're supplying if you're a business owner right you have to be intimate with your customers mm -hmm. that is one of the most important ways to stay relevant that's for business people in terms of uh, an individual who's in a in a space in an industry mm -hmm. that the, the um, inevitable option for you is to make sure that you are abreast of all the latest information mm -hmm. you can't not be well aware of what's going on around you mm -hmm. you simply need to know and it's not a knowledge that makes you change straight away. It's a knowledge that once you've acquired it, it can inform how you make a decision because of what you know. Uh, you know, I, and one thing I need to make everybody aware of is that you today you might be a young architect student and you're there thinking, how can I overcome the big companies? You know, we're, we're talking about raising Africa's tech giants. You, I don't know if you know this, but the life expectancy of businesses has been reducing over the years. As in before, it used to be you'll find a hundred-year-old company, you know, you got. But now it's reducing big time, and over the next ten years, fifty percent of all the big companies as we know it today, I think they know they they known as the, the five hundred list, four five hundred or whatever it is, big businesses, they would be gone. In the next ten years, they will be gone. The question is, who will replace them? I believe I'm speaking to at least a, a, a large number of those that will replace them. Ten years. All it takes is 10 years and the existing companies that we know today would all be gone. Mm. And what would happen is one of two things. You'd have big companies that would try and swallow them mm. or you'd have small ones that would rise up. The advantage, now this is why I was starting with your fighting as an underdog. The advantage with you fighting as a small company, so to speak, is that you'd have these big giants, okay? They will begin to protect their image, their brand. It becomes more difficult for them to adapt. Mm. And that's why I said there is an advantage with you starting seemingly small. Mm. Okay, so so back back to the point now. Then you have to be very well aware of the latest information out there, mm. no doubt. And you've got to know your customers. Look, okay, and and I need you to understand this, right? Relevance can mean different things per time. Mm. This is where you don't don't get it twisted. Also, you know everybody knows Mark Zuckerberg, right? You notice he always wears a great shirt. He always wear, wears a grey shirt, blue jeans, and like a pair of trainers. And you might say to yourself, oh, he's not being relevant. He's not wearing the clothes, maybe, that young Londoners want to see. Mm. Yeah, you've, you've got that wrong, you see. The reason why he wears the simple grey top, blue jeans, and trainers is, and in his own words, he said, he wants to reduce the number of decisions he has to make in a day mm. so that his mind will be focused on the community that he serves. You know, my mentor earlier this week was teaching me about how love, compassion is what will make you relevant. If you love the community that you're serving so much, you will know what is on their hearts per time. In this case, in the business world, love could be translated as awareness of what they want, awareness of what is on their hearts. So if you have love and compassion for them, you will know what they want per time. And that would make you know what problems to solve for them per time. So Steve Jobs, I'm uh, sorry, Mark Zuckerberg made a choice to say, 
You know what? I don't even want to think about what I wear. He is making a conscious decision to just stick to grey top, blue jeans and trainers so that he has the mind space to serve his customers. I, I, in my view, think that's a level of sacrifice because he is saying, I am choosing not to wear the best clothes that I can afford because I want to stay relevant to the people that I love and care so much about, my customers. So you can see there's also a price to pay for relevance as well as the price for impact. Okay, but yeah, I hope I've answered your question. You have, and it's interesting because one of the definitions of relevance was the ability to retrieve material that satisfies the needs of the user. Yes. And you can't really do that if you don't care about the needs of the user. Yes. So that's really interesting. Um, I have a question for you. So how do you remain relevant if your competitors are doing the same thing or if there are many people doing the same thing? So how do you kind of you know, become top of the crop? Is it top of the crop? I think, I think they said I should speak up. We should speak up in our microphones. Is that right? I see some comments in saying that the audio is not so clear. Comrades, if it could just if it's just on my side, I think it's low as well. So okay. can the sound team just check that this is okay, that the sound levels are all right? I don't want anyone to miss anything, so I don't mind slowing down a little bit. All right? Is just this there. better? Yeah, I think you, you need to speak in because you're always low in your mic. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> I think I project my voice okay. So I, I, I think it's we've got the thumbs up, that all is well. Okay. So I'll keep going, okay? So how do I remain relevant if my competitors are doing the same thing? Yes, Simi was low, I knew that. <laughs> yes, I'm unable to clearly get, get it's low. Okay, it's on point now, all right. Okay, all right. So the fact is, yeah, we have entered, as you said, the microwave generation. It is getting worse. So, in the year 2000, guys, hear me, the attention span of the average person was eight seconds. Eight seconds. I think that was even one second below, uh, lower than a, a goldfish. Wow. Now, in this generation today, the attention span is four seconds. So in just 20 years, the attention span of the average man has halved. So you can already see that the competition is tough. So this is not something you're going to overcome in one day. So if you're looking at your, let's say your competitors now, your business span, your, your business arena, your business landscape, I will be asking you, what can you do to grab the attention of your customer within four seconds? That's the way to stay relevant. So this is... And if you cast your mind back to what I was teaching you about, I think it might have been in Mastery and Competence when I said the ultimate skill, that's why I said the ultimate skill is your ability to, co to communicate what is so complex mm -hmm. so simply. Mm -hmm. If you're not able to do that within four seconds, you've lost your customers. Mm -hmm. So it's a race against time. How can you grab the attention span of your customers? And you should be looking at a time frame of four seconds. So this now will make you think long and hard. It's not about talking long. It's not about using the big words. It's not about that. It's about grabbing the attention of the young generation. That's the fight right now. So I would say, if your competitors are in the same space fighting for the same customer, I would tell you, aim to grab your customer in four seconds. That's just it. So for the, for the NACA Tech students now, 
specific to you. I know some of you are looking at developing businesses in the future. So you need to understand the strength of your branding, the strength of your image, how you come across. And, and if, you, if you're able to nail that across, as well as what I've spoken about, so don't, don't jump straight to branding now. Mm. You remember what I've spoken about in terms of your value, mm. what you're bringing, productivity. Once you've now understood those, and then you slap a good brand on top of it, mm. then you'll be able to mm. be relevant for time. But then, don't forget, you could be relevant for three years, four years, you now need to learn how to move that water into a different state per time. It's the same way water can also be ice. Mm. It's the same way water can also be vapor. All right? So you just need to learn how to change form quickly enough. That's what makes us relevant. It means you cannot put your identity in a time frame. Don't do that. So you will notice that the brands that have stayed relevant today Let's. I, I can just think about maybe a, a Louis Vuitton or, or a Gucci maybe. Those brands have stayed relevant because for a time they were water in physical form. But then when the heat came, let's say, they had to become vapor. They had to learn. So now they're going back to flare jeans now. These are the 70s. And, and it's just understanding the times and being able to change form per time. Don't be too rigid. If you are rigid, you will not be able to fight for that relevance space. Mm. All right, so that's what I would say. Grab your customers within the first four seconds. Mm. Understand the strength of a brand mm. and image, but also understand the, the, the strength that it takes to let go of who you've always been, mm. to embrace who you ought to be per mm. time. It's the same way as water. Mm. I'm just re re recapping this because I want to just touch on about three or four people now to, to sort of round off from my perspective. Mm. And I need everybody, you young students, to please listen to me. On this journey that you are embarking on, okay, I want to be a tech giant. I want to solve problems. I want to be valuable and productive. I want to be a master. I want to be competent. I want to be impactful. I want to be relevant. Have you noticed the thread? Relevance is what will now keep you, you know, at, at the forefront per time. There will, get, there will um, come a point, you will get to a junction where there are questions that you don't have answers to. And I'm about, to, I'm, I'm speaking to what you'd encounter, so don't get it confused, mm. okay? So relevance is not you planning something ahead. Mm. Relevance is your willingness to let go of your form. Mm. You stay who you are, but you can change form. Mm. Don't forget this, please. Mm. I am repeating myself deliberately because I'm about to say some things. Mm. Water is water. Mm. It's just that when it grows, it becomes vapor. Mm. Don't forget that, okay? so. I will talk to you about three or four people mm. right now. And this could be a Kundwani today or tomorrow. This could be an innocent mm. in two years' time. This could be a Tammy. This could be an Isaac. Please listen to me. Mm. On this journey of relevance, don't hold on to who you think you've always been. There was a young man. He was a radar engineer. He was trying to develop the next technology of radar. I think he was trying to do something with a vacuum tube. This man was going to the lab every day, every day. And, but the thing is, he loves his chocolates. Yeah? This man loved his chocolate so much. So the chocolate used to be in his pocket. But, you see, he's trying to solve a problem with radar engineering, and he never got answers to that question. He was trying to remember to do something with vacuums. So one day he noticed that 
his chocolate in his pocket is melting every time he goes to the lab. All right? Mm. He begins to ask himself the question, why is it that my chocolate melts every time? Then he had a choice to make. Do I carry on going as Mr. Radar Engineer? Or do I become the inventor of the microwave? The man I'm talking about, his name is Percy Spencer. Today, anybody that has a microwave in their home, anywhere in the world, you have Percy Spencer to thank. He had a question of relevance. Do I choose to just stay the Mr. Radar Engineer? Or do I turn my attention now, change my form, grow, and realize that there is a problem here that could be solved. That's why we have the microwave today. Mm. It came from a period of unanswered questions. So maybe uh, an Isaac or a Cosmas is trying to solve a problem one day. Mm. And you're there going to the radar lab, everyday radar lab. Mm. But the radar problem is not being solved. If you want to be relevant, remember what I said. Let go of who you've always been and look around you. Observe. You might have stumbled into a microwave. You might have. That's the question. I want to go to another person. This guy, he was trying to, um, I can't remember exactly. I think he was looking for the wonder drug. It's called the wonder drug. The wonder drug. He kept going to the lab every day. I, I, I make no mistake. I understand that I'm talking about something that's happened a few years ago, but it's still relevant, by the way. He kept going to the lab. I want to discover the wonder drug, the wonder medicine. It never happened. The question was not answered. One day he, he gave up in his own mind and he thought, you know what, let me go on holiday, then I'll come back. He left his equipment outside in his back garden. When he came back, he saw mold. And then on that mold, he began to discover that whatever is on this thing here, actually, I think it was dissolving or something like that. You could go read this online. No one would know that he had unknowingly discovered what we know today as penicillin. Mm. Antibiotics, guys. Mm. The antibiotics that you take today mm. from Alexander Fleming. Mm. He could not solve the question of the wonder drug that solves everything in life. Mm. But at least he solved the problem of um, bacteria. Yeah. Overcoming bacteria. The, the same thing with another guy. And this, I'll just, maybe this will be the last one really. Right? This young man, he, he was trying to make potatoes for customers in a restaurant, all right? He served the first round. The waiter took the potatoes to the customer. The customer said, no, 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 I want it crunchy. I want it a bit crunchy. He's like, okay then. They brought the potatoes back. He did it again. The customer complained first time, second time, third time. So he got so angry, this guy, and he just went far left. And he made the potatoes so crispy. He made it so thin and was like, there you go. Have it then. What he thought he did in anger, the customers really loved. That became what we know as chips, potato chips or crisps, if you're here from the UK. So he unknowingly discovered chips. So you, you best believe this man stopped being a chef and went into manufacturing crisps. Mr. Fleming went from just talking about the wonder drug to penicillin. Mm. These were people who were able to let go to certain degrees. And you see, it is to varying degrees. To let go of who they've always been. Mm. To embrace who they ought to be per time. And this could be birthed from a place of unanswered questions. Mm. So relevance 
can actually be as a result of a question that you didn't answer in your life. The same way you never answered the question of what it's like to be a 35-year career lawyer. That question remains unanswered. But it's led you to be relevant today to the 100 plus students across Africa listening to you right now, mm-hmm. listening to us right now. Mm-hmm. My, my, my ability to let go of engineering, mm-hmm. to embrace this call, is what will make me relevant mm-hmm. for anybody who's listening across the waters mm-hmm. right now. So that is what I want to leave you with. And the same goes for, for anybody watching today. The fight for relevance yeah. is the fight against who you've always been. Letting go of that to embrace who you ought to be per time. It means sacrifice. Mm-hmm. For some people, it could mean changing your clothes like me. Dami had to change from red trousers. Or it could be for Mark Zuckerberg, stay with a great top. And it's your ability to know that I don't need to change who I am. I just need to change the form that I've got. Like water. If you grow, you transform from liquid to vapor. That's what's required of you. Once you've known how to build your value, your competence, how to, to, to grow in impact. Mm. That's what will keep you relevant. Mm. Be liquid. Don't be rigid. So fear is not going anywhere. Mm. You just have to grow in your courage. Growth in courage is your ability to make certain decisions despite the fear you feel. Simple mm. as. It's not going anywhere. Mm. So courage is not an absence of fear. No. You do always say that. That's yeah. one of your quotes. <laughs> and Robert, I can see you said your question is I'm sure I'm sure you were not, not the, the same. same person like ten years ago today. Did you change or grow? And how did that help you as a person? This goes to both of you. I want to hear it from both of you. <laughs> um so I can start. I'm certainly not the same person I was 10 years ago. And I think the most dangerous thing, maybe not even dangerous, but the most limiting thing you can do as a young person is to define yourself from an early stage. So, you know, at the age of 20, if you've already figured out who you are, who you think you are, who you're meant to be, where you're going, I think that's really dangerous because um, you still have your whole life ahead of you to live. So if you are saying that, you know, okay, this is who I'm meant to be, I'm meant to be a lawyer, I'm meant to have this career and then I'll go into philanthropy, that's really dangerous because, you know, you still have, so if you live till 70, you have 50 years left to yeah. go. So um, I'm completely different, mm. but the same at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I've grown the aspects of me that are still the same. I'm still very determined, I mm-hmm. think. That's one of my core characteristics. I'm very determined. Some people would call it stubbornness. (laughs) But um, if I want to do something, I will do it and I will get it done. I'm still the same person in terms of my personality. Certain areas have diminished because it was necessary. Certain areas are more exaggerated. So, for example, I don't enjoy public speaking, but now because of the work that I do, I need to do public speaking. Otherwise, there won't be any growth in the work that I do. Mm. So I, I wouldn't say that I've changed. I would say that I've grown. Mm. People that knew me 10 years ago would still see that, okay, this is Simi, but she's just, she's different. She's elevated. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, I, I, it, there's definitely been a change there. Mm. And just to make sure I've answered all the portions of your question, how did that help you as a person? 
Ooh, how did it help me as a person? I would never have been able to do what I do today if I was still the Simi of 10 years ago. And I mean, I'm quite young, so 10 years ago, I was 15 years old. <laughs> but um, even if I say a year ago, I don't think I'll be able to do what I'm doing now because there were certain skills that I needed to pick up. There were yeah. certain life traits and understanding that I needed to know. Mm. I think one of the biggest areas was learning how to really work and deal with people oh, yeah. and relate to people. Mm. Um, the Simi of you know, two, three years ago was just in her own silo, in her own box, mm. away in the fairies. I could be in a room full of people and I'm just away with my thoughts and away with myself. But now I'm a lot more present with people. Mm. And I see the importance of, you know, relating and working with people a lot more. So there's no way I'll be able to do this kind of work and have this kind of impact if I hadn't changed and if I hadn't grown. And I think there has to be a willingness yeah. to grow Absolutely. amongst all. Because it's very uncomfortable, you know, when Pastor Dami picks at certain things mm. about myself, it's very uncomfortable to, you know, be told that you need to change this, you need to grow here. It's very uncomfortable, but I think if you're willing to get over the discomfort, you will be shocked at how much you transform mm. and how much you flourish. It's like a caterpillar to butterfly, yeah. really. Yeah. So if you said to me 10 years ago that I'll be doing this, I would never have believed you. There's no mm. way I'll be having like a camera crew filming me on a Saturday morning. Mm. But because of growth, that's um, happened and it's beautiful because it's touching lives. Absolutely. So yeah, that would be my answer. Oh, very good answer. I'm not sure it's easy to follow up on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. But because because Robert, um, I believe, asked for both, I would honour to make sure I respond to that also. And were you not the same person 10 years ago? I definitely have had to have grown a lot. I was very self-centered. Everything that I thought about revolved around me and myself alone. But because of the recognition of what was around me, community, life, I had to grow. The, what I was feeding myself with caused me to grow. And this is why it's very important what you're being fed. And I congratulate all of you online right now and those who are listening to the podcast because what you feed yourself with would determine what type of growth you have. Mm -hmm. All things being equal, when a child is born as a, say, a male or female, you could say the child, the, the, the child changes you could say the young girl changes, but what she's doing is she's growing because she's eating right. Mm. So that features manifest as they ought to, as they've been designed, mm. if you understand what I'm saying. So male features will become more, more exaggerated as female features become more exaggerated the more they eat what they ought to mm. with time. It's the same with you and I. Mm. So Robert, because I was eating the right type of food, the person in me, the part of me, that was meant to sacrifice for people began to grow. Mm. The part of me that was a pastor had to grow. Mm. The part of me that dealt with people had to grow. Mm. And that's just all that happened mm. because I ate the right food, mm. you know? And I think it's helped me as a person because I've, I've, I've become a much better person. Mm. And when I look at the testimonial mm. 
of people when they you know they when they were acknowledging the fact that I've resigned when I saw the emails I got emotional because I could see the impact I've had on people's lives so it's helped me to become better because I chose to grow growth is a choice you could choose not to eat the food and that would affect you yeah so that that would be my, my response Robert and I hope it's helped Kondwani is asking how then do you discover the area in which you are to impact sometimes you you choose sometimes it's put on you yeah. so but I love the word you used discover mm. Percy Spencer was on a journey to some radar engineering stuff until the microwave intercepted it mm. so you it's a thing of discovery and I think you've used that keyword there Kondwani so you, your, your willingness to be sensitive to what's going on around you would determine how likely you are to spot the area you should be relevant in, okay? So your willingness to be very observant to what's around you would dictate how readily you can spot the area you're meant to have impact in or the area you're meant to be relevant in, okay? The next question is, does adapting to change mean losing some part of you, sacrificing a part of who you are? I believe so. I believe that part of that would mean sacrificing a part of your being yeah. that has got you to where you are. So that the answer to that is yes. I think if I interject there, of course. one of the main things is having to let go of what you actually want and that's I think one of the main sacrifices not getting your way mm -hmm. so for you that would mean not getting to wear your purple trousers and your green shirt and you know pink tie you're making it sound like I love wearing <laughs> stuff like that like a confused man <laughs> sorry guys I'm just being cheeky um but it, it means not getting your way a lot you know if if I could have my way you know, I probably wouldn't be doing public speaking, but it means not getting your way a lot. But then at the same time, it links back to the price for impact or the yeah the cost of impact. That yeah, you won't get your way, but you actually have impact and you'll be of relevance. Absolutely right, and I can see the next question Kondwani is asked. Very good question. What kept you motivated back when you were just an engineering student? For me, I am tired. <laughs> I, I like the honesty and I love the fact that this platform allows you to do that. Yeah. So Kondwani, when I was an engineering student, I never felt tired. Maybe this is an indication that you have a passion and a heart for something. Could be that. Or it could be a test of your endurance. So when you say tired, I'm looking at it in two forms. That's why I've given two slightly confusing answers, okay? There are times when I studied for 12 hours straight, I was tired, mm. all right? But what that tiredness was an indication of was that I had worked my physical body to a certain level. Mm. So I rested and I was recharged to refocus. So that's one definition of tired. When you look at the other definition of tired, which is, I've, I've had enough. That, I think, is an indication for you to know that maybe your heart and your passion is directed at something else. Do not be afraid. What are you afraid of? If you've been doing engineering, let's say, 
and this is if it's scenario two, if you've been doing engineering and you are somewhat tired of it, what's the big deal with stopping it? What are you so afraid of? You've got to be bold enough to ask yourself those questions. That's what will keep you relevant to who you are meant to be. So I've spoken to the two types of tiredness that I can think of, and I hope I've answered your question. All right, you should get to a point where you should be able to say, you know what, forget this. I should be able to pick up what I'm passionate about. And I, I am very aware of the culture that we've got as mostly Africans, mm. online now anyway. Because of your parents and your family, the stigma with you know, dropping out of university, there are all these things. But all I'll tell you is that society is changing don't get stuck in the past, guys. Society is changing quick. You don't have. You only have one life to live. So if you are tired, tired, as in type too tired, I would say be bold enough and make the right choice for yourself. Simple mm. as. Mm. It's been a brilliant time speaking to you this morning, and you're welcome. Yes. And to and to everybody else as well. You know, there, there are many others that will be tuning. I know that yeah. I get messages after you've listened with questions yeah. it's amazing so you keep going you keep going and we look forward to hearing your questions alright yes that, that's absolutely. amazing yeah. so thank you all so much thank and you. I hope you enjoy your Saturday and the rest of your weekend thank you have a lovely day thank bye. You. bye I hope you enjoyed today's conversation I would love to hear your feedback on Twitter or Instagram hit me up at Dami underscore Balogun see you soon